0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 858 of the Juicebox podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be speaking with Jenna. She was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as an adult and has run in a number of marathons with type 1. We're going to be talking about that and much more. On this episode of the Juice Box Podcast. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice. I just forgot the words. That's crazy. Medical or otherwise. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Uh, while you're listening today, what? How do I do this? Uh, while you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your health care plan or becoming bold with insulin. Wow, I have said that so many times, I don't think I'm thinking about it while I'm doing it. Uh, T1DEXCHANGE.ORG forward slash juice If you're from the U.S. and have type 1 or are the caregiver of a type 1, please take the survey at T1DEXCHANGE.ORG forward slash juice Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to leave all that in so you can enjoy my confusion. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. Visit Touched by Type 1 online at touchedbytype1.org and also find them on Instagram and Facebook. They're a beautiful organization doing wonderful things for people with type 1 diabetes and they would love for you to check them out. Touchedbytype1.org The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med. Get your diabetes supplies the same way my daughter does. From US Med. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888 721 1514. Just get your free benefits check and you're on your way with US Med. Actually, US Med called here tonight. It was a personal call. They were looking for Arden because they were like, hey, hello, this is US Med. And I said, hello, US Med, how are you? And they are like, fine. And then they said, would Arden like the Dexcom G7? And I said, you know it. And they said, all right. And uh, now that's done. USMed.com forward slash Juicebox. Links to all the sponsors are in the show notes of the audio app you're listening in or at JuiceboxPodcast.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jenna, and I've had type 1 diabetes for three years.
0: How old are you, Jenna?
2: I'm 35, so I was diagnosed when I was 32. Are you married? No.
0: No. um, When you were 32, now I I, I asked the question awkwardly, but were you with anybody when you were diagnosed, I guess is what I was trying to get at.
2: I am now, but I was not back then.
0: Not then, am now. Got it. Okay. Um, Very uh, expected or unexpected?
2: It was completely unexpected, so I have no family history kind of came out of nowhere. I do work in healthcare. So I actually did end up recognizing my own symptoms, but I was pretty sick and it took a little while for me to get there. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could talk about that a little bit if you want me to.
0: Yeah, look at you producing. Yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, what did you notice? And why did it take you time to, I guess, come to grips with it?
2: So I'm a really big runner and I had run 12 marathons in my life up to that point, And I was training really hard to try to qualify for Boston. I live in Oklahoma. It's extremely hot in the summer here. So I've been doing a lot of running in the heat. So I was drinking a ton of water, you know, all the usual symptoms, going to the bathroom all the time, losing weight. And I was thinking, man, this marathon training is really killing me. And it's working really well for weight loss this time. But, you know, eventually I started thinking to myself, this just isn't right. So I checked my blood sugar at work and it was too high for the glucometer to read. I was in denial, so I said to my friend, I think our glucometer is broken. Can you check your blood sugar? And she was drinking a Coke, and hers was like 102. So I knew at that point.
0: (laughs) I think your blood sugar is broken. we got to get a third person over here to try this.
2: (laughs) I know. That's how I felt. That's what I was hoping for, you know, denial.
0: (laughs) Can I ask you about those 60 seconds when you say to your friend, hey, check your blood sugar. This glucometer is not working. Are you... Are you honestly thinking that's the case, or are you thinking, oh, wow, this is my last chance to prove I don't have diabetes?
2: That's exactly what it was. Cause I had been thinking for days that I should check my blood sugar at work, but it was like every day, it was like one more day. If I don't, if I can put this aside for one more day, and not think about it. So I had, that was a Tuesday. I'd worked that weekend before. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day, I told myself, you're going to check your blood sugar today. And then finally, t- finally on Tuesday, I decided, you know what, I have to just do this. So. Yeah. So I've lost about 20 pounds. So I knew that, you know, something was pretty mm-hmm. wrong.
0: What would you do uh, professionally if somebody did what you did? What would you say to them?
2: Oh, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll say now that I can, so I'm a PA, like I said, I work in healthcare and mm-hmm. I understand denial is a powerful tool. And I guess I can, I'm more empathetic towards patients in that regard now, because, you know, I would think to somebody, to one of my coworkers, how did you not notice this? You know, but Really, I think I had. I just didn't want to come to terms with it. Yeah. No, I
0: understand. It's, I'm glad it gave you some perspective that you can use with other people. Um, so you're a physician's assistant?
2: Yes, I am. Nice.
0: That's a cool job. You work in a, a hospital system or, or in a just like a physician's office?
2: I work in a hospital system. So I do a, a little bit of both. I do hospital, side, and clinic, which is nice.
0: Nice. How long have you been doing that?
2: 10 years now.
0: Wow. Did you say Oklahoma uh, earlier? Yes. It is really hot there. Huh? How come you people can't drive in the snow?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I used to actually live in Philadelphia and I couldn't drive in the snow there, but you didn't <laughs> really have to because, you know, they plow the streets and salt, but here they just don't do anything to the roads. So like a half inch of ice shuts us down.
0: I gave a talk in Oklahoma once and it got about half the turnout as tickets sold uh, because there was what I would generously call a dusting of snow on the ground three hours before before the thing began and it was clean by the time it happened and people were just like we don't go out in this i'm like in what i just couldn't understand
2: um oh it shuts down our state that's for sure
0: very interesting okay so how did you make it from philadelphia to oklahoma
2: so you didn't run there did you because you're (laughs) oh i wish (laughs) no so i'm originally from the philadelphia area but my dad got transferred to oklahoma when i was in like second grade then I went to PA school back in Philly, and then I moved back here. So I've just kind of been back and forth.
0: So military bounced you around?
2: No, my dad actually is not military, but I uh, get asked that a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, just a job change. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, upside to Oklahoma over Philadelphia and vice versa?
2: Oh, I'd say the people in Oklahoma are the friendliest ever. So definitely th- that's that wins for Oklahoma. Philadelphia is nice because it's close You know to a lot of places. So you get a weekend off work, you know, or a long weekend, you can do a lot of traveling in Oklahoma, pretty much have to fly anywhere. Yeah. So take
0: the, so first that's the three, downside of Oklahoma, take the first three days to get out of Oklahoma, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're like I got to go back to work. So um, okay, so you're, so this happens at the, at the hospital or at work where you test your blood sugar, you and your friend, I imagine, look at each other, your coworker, like, oh, wow, you have diabetes. And then what do you do?
2: So the, I broke down. So, you know, I was really upset. I also didn't realize how much different management was from what I thought. It's like, I didn't know CGMs existed or anything. So I was just like, I was supposed to run this marathon 11 days later that I'd been working super hard for. And I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. I was just, I started crying at work basically. So the physician I work with actually called the endocrine department and got me an appointment the next day. So I'm extremely lucky to have had that connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so the, the running was the first feeling of loss and you had it immediately.
2: Yeah, I guess, you know, managing type one diabetes, like I said, is a lot different than I thought it was. I just immediately was like thinking of this life, you know, surrounded by finger sticks and just, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know about the modern technology at that point in time, which is crazy to think about now. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, did you have much connection to diabetes in your practice?
2: We see a ton of type two.
0: But they're so, not really wearing CGMs yet at this point with any great frequency.
2: You know, it's interesting. They either hadn't been or I just wasn't as aware of them because now I've Libre is very common among my type two patients at this point. Interesting.
0: That's interesting. It's, and It hasn't been that long. So maybe you as a little both, maybe maybe it's coming on. And at the same time, you weren't really looking for it
2: that's what I think. That's
0: interesting. Okay. Um, why do people run? at all, <laughs> Like if for any reason whatsoever, I don't understand at all. Like, so is it a, are you, are there voices in your head? You're trying to keep quiet. Is it about setting a goal and getting to it? Like what makes you want to just go out there and pound away like that?
2: <laughs> I guess I am a pretty goal oriented person, but there is actually a really strong running community in Oklahoma City, so I meet a little group to run before work Tuesday through Friday. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice a little social hour before work, and I meet a group to do long runs on Sundays. So it is a pretty social sport. Yeah,
0: you're not answering my question, though, Jenna. Are these a group of <laughs> text These people, or are they just <laughs> some people who like to run? What is it? May I tell you
2: what? I, I, I guess we just like to run. Oh, what were you about to say?
0: I, I have to just. Uh, this person's never going to hear this, so it's fine. Um, I'm tangentially related, not related. I have, I've seen a person more than once or twice in my life, let's just say, who uh, runs to the point where their body appears to be a skeleton wrapped in small muscles, um, and <laughs> they don't seem like happy people to me
2: oh, I don't run that much. I don't uh, think you'd even look at me and probably peg me as a runner. I just look like an average person. Okay. uh, (laughs)
0: And and not to lump everybody into one category, which is what I just did and not what I mean, (laughs) but, but this specific person I'm thinking of, like in my mind, when I look at them, I think something's wrong and this is the way they're dealing with it. It doesn't look any different than overeating to me. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I know the kind of people you're talking about, but okay. I wouldn't put myself in that category. I just, <laughs> I just like to run. I so ran maybe, track and cross country as a kid, and I yeah. just kept going.
0: You get that, like, uh, what do they call that, runner's high?
2: You know, maybe sometimes. I don't, I don't think on a daily basis or anything. No
0: kidding. It's just, so, so goal-oriented, see, so, so we're getting through this. My son just explained <laughs> this to me the other day. He said, I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to set a goal, achieve the goal, and reset a goal. It's very, yeah. uh, you know, is that sort of it then?
2: I think so. Yeah, I had that goal to qualify for Boston. And I will tell you, I ran that that marathon 11 days later and I did. Did you really? So, Wait a minute. I did. did you, yeah.
0: You just like, did you know what you were doing at all with your diabetes?
2: I did a ton of reading in that 11 day period. So they started me, you know, on Tigeo and Humalog. So I just started doing a bunch of reading. Cut back my TJR the night before, so I was taking it at nighttime, mm-hmm. and I got through that marathon pretty well. Actually, I had a, I use a Dexcom now, but I had a Libre a sample that the office gave me yeah. to use for it, and so I just scanned it every half mile and carried a bunch of carbs and kept going. Made it to the end.
1: Did so.
0: you? Did you cheat and fly to Boston, or did you run there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I flew.
0: <laughs> so how does- well, I
2: could have run quicker. No I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> it's a... Uh, It's a quick, it would have been a quick jump from Philly, about 45 minutes into Boston, but that's uh, true. What do you,
2: I chose to go from Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: Do you go in like days prior, set yourself up in a hotel? How does, how does that work
2: for Boston? I went two days early. So yeah, a lot of times I'll go two days early. So you can go to the expo and pick up your packet and everything. And then, you know, then run the marathon. Then I usually I'll stay a day and check out the town. If I go to an out of town marathon Mm and I'll fly back.
0: Interesting. Okay. And you have en- you have energy the next day?
2: Not not very much. Sometimes my friend and I ran Chicago a few years ago. We had all these plans of sightseeing, and that did not happen at all. So <laughs>
0: I was going to say, fine. I I, I had a, a, an extended catch with Cole the other day, and I was like, tomorrow we're going to need to take a break. So um, I'm so you, I'm saying, you get on a plane. Like if I got on a plane and flew from Oklahoma to to Boston and spent a couple of days. I might need those days to recoup from the flight. <laughs> Maybe this says more <laughs> about me than it does about you. Um, so, how do you going back to that first run? Well, let me ask this: How many marathons had you run prior to your diabetes? Do you think
2: I ran twelve prior? Wow. To... Okay,
0: and then I'm assuming there's um, you know a way you get ready whether you have diabetes or not. But how does it differ from before type one and after type one?
2: Oh, it's a lot different for me now. I think the hardest thing for me with type one has been managing my running schedule because, you know, I used to carb load the days before I don't really do that because I find that it just makes my blood sugar high and that's more stressful for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, typically most runs I run fasting. because I find that I drop much less if I do that. So marathon day, I don't, I change my plan that day, which they usually say, don't change what you do on marathon day, but with diabetes, I think it works better okay. to do that. And then I can only fuel during the race depending on what my blood sugar is doing. Like before I had diabetes, every four miles I would take like carbs in. But now if my blood sugar is high, then I don't. I just – I try to run it down and put it off a few more miles.
0: I see. So when you – okay. So you're running now. Do you wear a Dexcom or do you still have a Libre?
2: No, I have a Dexcom now. Okay.
0: Are you looking at it on a watch when you're running or how do you do that?
2: Uh, you, I have an Apple Watch. So I look at on my Apple Watch – I often just run with my phone in my hand like on normal days during the week just because, you know, the Apple Watch, you got to tap on the screen sometimes to get the number to come up correctly. So yeah. sometimes it's just easier to hold my phone. I have it like a little widget on my phone. Mm-hmm. So one way- one of those two ways.
0: I love that widget, by the way.
2: Me too. It makes life so much easier. I have
0: it on mine as well. And Arden has it on hers for Dexcom. And I just looked at it now because uh, <laughs> it, it's that easy. Um, I'm just imagining you running along, like tapping on that watch and then running into a pole or something, you know, trying to,
2: <laughs> try, try to I know, it. right? that <laughs> my <laughs> luck.
0: <laughs> Clunk. Well, at least my blood sugar is good as I lay right? here waiting for help. Um, my
2: face might not be. <laughs>
0: so what kind of supplies do you run with now? Is it like I mean, you said like carbs, but what does that mean?
2: So I used to use those like little goos. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like run, like runners and triathletes use them a lot, but the only, so they're just like basically like a honey consistency, but they have 23 carbs in them and spike my blood sugar like crazy. Mm-hmm. So during the week, normally I just use fruit snacks cause there's about four carbs per fruit snack. So if I see them trending down, I'll just pop a fruit snack or two because if you use the goos, then you end up high when you're done and, since I'm type A, I like to have tight control, so yeah. I don't want to end my runs with high blood sugars.
0: What's that mean? What's your range that you're shooting for?
2: I pretty much try to keep my blood sugar between 70 and 140 as much as I can.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Who oh, you listen to this podcast, right?
2: I do, oh, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's uh when did you find it?
2: I found it probably about three weeks after I was diagnosed. I was just I was trying to learn as much as I could and I started like doing google searches and everything on your podcast and i've listened to probably almost every episode now
0: jenna i was just saying the i other jump day, around but well, i don't care how you get it done and, <laughs> and um, i was just saying the other day i have to find like a digital award to give people like when they've listened to every episode they should get something i don't, <laughs> I don't know how to handle i don't know what you would do with that maybe an nft is that what we should do should we do an nft for <laughs> uh, for people who've listened to every episode can you imagine if i got involved in that <laughs> I don't, I don't. Oh my gosh! I'm not doing that, by the way. <laughs> not even close. Don't even worry. Um, But I, I do. When people say like, I've listened to pretty much the whole show. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. Um, So thank you. So when you found it, so I, I, I think I want to go back a little bit because I find your age of diagnosis interesting. You're oh, so
2: did I? I didn't even know you could get diagnosed as an adult until I did. Now I realize it's a lot more common than I
1: thought.
0: Right. But it, it's that. It's that. Mid thirties thing, where you're sort of like, I did it, like nothing real bad's gonna happen unless, like, I get the cancer at the end, like, right? Like, isn't that how you feel a little?
2: Oh, I know. I mean, I feel fortunate that I got diagnosed in a time with all this technology, but it's still hard, you know.
0: Yeah, out of nowhere, right? Just out of, out nowhere. of nowhere. Oh, Jenna, someone is calling my cell phone incessantly. So we're going to have to do something about that. Hold on a second. What in the hell is happening here? Am I going to call them? Let's see what it was. Here's my fear. Is that I think it's a doctor's office and I'm going to need to do it, right? But instead Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that it's just a, yeah, it's just a bullshit call. Daniel from the mortgage (laughs) benefits. Hold on a second. Listen to this. Hi, this is
2: Daniel.
0: I'm calling
2: from the mortgage benefits department. Sorry we missed you today. Piece of shit. Oh, I get those calls too.
0: Oh my God. Leave me alone. Daniel. (laughs) I don't need your problems, Daniel. Is that? That's all right anyway. (laughs) I don't know. Like my phone never rings ever. Nobody bothers me. And then when Jenny and I are doing like a, like a thing, I get the Walgreens call, like your prescriptions ready to pick up at Walgreens. And I complain, I hate it so much. Um, and yet I don't go to the trouble of unsubscribing from the phone call for some reason. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. So let me refocus mid thirties. Well, actually 32, right? Yes. Okay. So it still seems to me, that that's a time in your life when you kind of think like like the the juvenile stuff didn't get to me. I mean, did you have other health issues at all?
2: I've never had any other health issues. Okay. So, it was really out of nowhere.
0: And we kind of we kind of substantiated that you were you were on your own. You're not you weren't in a relationship at the time. So, my guess is you're not living with your parents. You're living on your own. What's that like trying to find a support system?
2: I will say it is a little bit difficult just because nobody else has any idea how to manage my diabetes even still, but I feel like at first just trying to, my dad was pretty good about trying to learn everything kind of alongside my parents spend their summers. They live in Oklahoma, but they spend their summers out of state. So they actually weren't here when I was diagnosed, but I don't want to give just my dad the credit. My mom too, both of my family is really close. So Mm -hmm. both of my parents did do a lot of reading, but still, you know, when I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I, I took it to myself to start adjusting all my insulin right away, but, you know, trying to figure all that out, I still felt like I was kind of, you know, on my own instead of being like a child that, you know, had like parent support system or significant other at the time. Yeah. So
0: did you apply that feeling you have inside about setting goals to diabetes then?
2: Yeah, I think so. Cause it's, you know, right away, I did not like to see those high numbers. So right away I was trying to figure out what I needed to do to get that down and try to get, you know, get tight control.
0: What's it? feel like psychologically when your blood sugar goes up i don't know why i I, I wish i should i should just ask everyone this i don't know why i don't but like i imagine a panic
2: oh my gosh and you're like for me my mouth gets so dry it's like an unquenchable thirst my like when i was at least, especially when i was first diagnosed my vision was a little bit blurry i felt like my head was in a cloud all the time and i was so tired which i think is probably from the high blood sugars i just had so much fatigue Mm -hmm. but then also you know i was like peeing five times a night. So I was getting no sleep at all. You know, it's terrible.
0: (laughs) Blood (laughs) sugars, I have to pee, can't sleep. Blood sugars, I have to pee, can't sleep. And by by yourself. And then, but then there's, did you have that concern about lows back then too? Or did you not even know enough about it to think about it?
2: I really didn't at first. I did have one episode of a bad low um, a few months after I was diagnosed. So that really scared me on track to be careful and make sure that I'm not trying to force too tight of control that I'll get myself low. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm.
2: I guess I can talk about that if you want me to. Jenna, are, you not, scary, are, are you not?
0: stopping yourself from talking? Are you worried? I'm um, no. Gonna, no? Yeah. Well, what, no. That, you're like, I guess if you want it, I could tell you. I mean, listen, Jen, if you don't tell me about it, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, I got <laughs> I need to hear about this little bullshit. You true. think I got a plan over here, Jen? <laughs> like, oh, no. Shut up about that. I got to go to my next thought. I don't know my next thought. <laughs> so how, how soon into the diagnosis was this scary love? Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too. But not any longer, because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from US Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 888 721 1514 or go to USMed.com forward slash juicebox. US Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996 and they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. U.S. Med always provides 90 days' worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. US Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom Customer Service Satisfaction Surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888 721 15 And that 888 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website, it's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there. Getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let US Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry.
2: November, so I was diagnosed in June. So yeah, not I was just like five months, Yeah, it was five months into it. So I was, so it was really fortunate for me that I had been set up with Dexcom at that time. And I went, it was in November. So I'd gone to my parents' house for dinner, like the week before this happened. And I said to my dad, Oh, there's this like Dexcom follow app. Do you want me to set your phone up? You can follow my blood sugars. It'll alert you if I go low. So we did, we got them all set up on that. And then it was a Friday night and I had gone to watch the, like the thunder game with some of my friends, I came home and I hadn't eaten dinner yet. So I bolused for a frozen pizza and I don't know if I over if I fell asleep, I actually don't know what happened, but my parents had repeatedly called me and I apparently answered the phone, but don't really remember talking to them. So anyways, they ended up having to call EMS to come administer like IV sugar D 50, I assume is what they gave me. So that was obviously extremely scary for them and extremely scary for me. So, Hmm. you know, I learned my lesson there. But living by yourself is, you know, can be a little bit scary too, I guess. It's
0: one of the things I think about most when I'm talking to adults, like the idea that they they could be living on their own.
2: Yeah. And then,
0: you know, if, I mean, you know, you don't like to think about it, but if your dad's not following you, which you didn't, it's not like somebody came down and like handed you a decree and said, Hey, you have a Dexcom now, make sure someone's following you. You just thought like, Oh, this will be a good idea. And then this happens. And it's just a normal thing, right? You tried to go out, you came home, you were hungry, but you were tired and, and your blood mm-hmm. sugar was low and that's it. It's just, and your dad doesn't call and I hate to say, it, but who knows, right?
2: I know. I'm so fortunate because apparently his phone was in the other room and my mom picked it up and was like, your phone's making a sound I've never heard before. And my dad was like, oh, that's Jenna's blood sugar. So I got also so fortunate that I was on the Dexcom at that time because,
1: yeah. You know,
0: I don't and know other people who don't cling. You're running with your phone in front of your face and your dad's phone's in a different room. We got to get him on Wordle or something so he uh he feels he feels a deep connection to his <laughs> cell phone. and He won't leave it alone.
2: <laughs> I know now my mom follows me too after that event so and she's real good about it. Every now and then I'll drop in the mornings when I run. I feel bad cuz they get alerted, you know, very yeah. early in the morning and ever, I've, I've never had any other like major issues with lows except for that one time. So I don't know if I, I, still don't know since I was on MDI at the time of if- I could have over-bullished. I, you know, I'll never really know the answer to that. Right.
0: Yeah. You might've just looked at the carbs and been like, oh, this is good. And then turned on the oven and like it take, by the way, frozen pizza, nothing says I live by myself and I'm in my thirties, <laughs> like frozen pizza. Does it? Oh,
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> good story. Right. <laughs> All
0: right. So we'll build a, a phone addiction for your parents. I just speaking about my phone, picked mine up a second ago, like Pavlov's dog. you <laughs> we were like cell phones. So I was like, let me hold my phone. There's the screen. I see the light. <laughs> and your dad's <laughs> off in the other room. He's like, I don't need that thing. <laughs> I love that. It's really great.
2: Thankfully, my mom heard it. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: and your mom's got that like, you know, I don't know your dad's name, but you know, it's like that. Bill, your phone It's doing something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. I know.
0: <laughs> He's like, that's the girl. Can you believe she got tied? Can you imagine the first five minutes of that conversation before they realized you were in trouble? They were probably like, I thought we were rid of her. <laughs>
2: I know. know, Sometimes I feel every now and then, you know, I'll have a night where I dip down a little bit and I'm like, I know what number they have their phone set for. I'm like, please don't like make their phone beep because it's like, you know, having a newborn child and their adult kid that, you know, doesn't even live with them anymore. Can
0: can you tell me about that a little? Is that is that a concern? Like, really, like you don't want to bother somebody?
2: No, I my parents are great, so they really don't, you know, they don't care. And it doesn't happen. I actually loop now, so I hardly have lows at night anymore. It's just more when I was getting started with things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, yeah, I really I don't, I mean, they don't mind if I bother them. I just, you know, I just kind of feel bad if that yeah. happens.
0: No, no, I, I understand. I just I wondered if it was in your head or not. Um, this person you're with now, is it a is it a person who could make a baby yeah. with you later? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: <laughs> but hopefully, like you, you hope he can follow through, or hopefully, your relationship will hold on.
2: <laughs> no, hopefully, you know, we've been dating for seven months, but he's a great guy, so uh-huh, we'll see. Jenna,
0: okay. Uh, how was it introducing the diabetes to a new person?
2: So he's been really good with it too. I'm very fortunate. He's I eat lower carb a lot of the time. I wouldn't call myself low carb, but he's completely on board with it like when we cook at night you know trying mm-hmm. to stay away from like the pastas rices potatoes I mean I'll do that every now and then but I try not to make a habit of it every night he's been great right. he's good with the lows he's yeah how unlucky. much
0: how much understanding seven months is early so how much yeah. of the understanding do you find yourself giving it to him slowly because it could be overwhelming right like like if I met a part if I'm trying to put myself in your situation but we're a few dates in and I'm starting to think, I wish he knew this and this. But if I tell him this, it might scare him away. Do those thoughts go through your head?
2: Yeah, I was a little bit worried about that. Our second date was sushi. And so sushi is notoriously difficult for me. So I was trying to like, you know, look at my Apple watch, not try to look like I'm seeing what time it is. And when I can get out of here, you know, that type of thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but now he's, you know, now he understands and he, he's an engineer, I feel like he's like, kind of guy that researches things. So I think he's done a lot of reading on the side about it.
0: Yeah. They love that stuff. They do. Speaking of people with odd minds, look at you engineers and runners.
2: (laughs) No, he's not a runner, but no, I mean the (laughs) the
0: mix, the mix you hang with is interesting too.
2: That's, That's true.
0: What is it about your, uh, the way you think that lends yourself to those kinds of people? Do you think?
2: Well, I come from a family of engineers. Obviously I broke that, uh, track when I went into healthcare but my dad and my two brothers are engineers. Oh,
0: oh so you're, so, so do, do you find that they're sort of um, linear thinkers and, and they like order and instruction and numbers and things like that?
2: Yeah, I think so. But I, I think I'm also like that. So
0: do you make it work in healthcare or is it something you have to fight against?
2: No, I think it, I think it works well. You know, healthcare is also a goal oriented field and, dealing with numbers and things in a different way but still doing it
0: Mm -hmm. what's your a1c can i
2: guess (laughs) sure all right
0: i'm gonna guess you've been listening to the podcast for three years you run you're a little low carb you're looping and you don't like a blood sugar over 140 Your a1c is 5.4 it
2: was actually 5.1 a few weeks ago when i saw my endo
0: look at you fancy pants all right well that's a lot of running
2: but I do do a lot of running, which I think helps tremendously. So I take like a week off running, I have to ramp my basal up.
0: I was going to ask what your basal is normally.
2: It's 0.7 during the day and 0.5 at night.
0: Jenna, do you know I'm going to ask you how much you weigh now? Is that okay? Sure. All right. How much?
2: Like 140.
0: 140 and your 0.7. Okay. And one unit moves you how far?
2: Uh, about 40.
0: Okay. Insulin sensitivity about 1 to 40. Point seven. That's the running. Without the running, what's your base will go to like one point one in there.
2: So I should put overrides when I don't run. So I'll do like one hundred and ten percent or something like that.
0: Oh, so oh, like maybe one point four or more when you're not running.
2: Oh, so I do one hundred and ten percent. So like oh, increase. So, excuse me. So, so like increase at ten yeah. percent. So I'm sorry. Yeah, probably. I'm,
0: I apologize. Yeah, I, I, l- miss, l- I miss. Oh, you're good. You. Like around point eight then.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Okay. You caught me. You're like, "Oh god, the podcast I like the guy can't do simple math."
2: No, I was um, just like, I know I don't use that much. So
0: <laughs> Oh, oh, that's interesting. It would have bothered you to think for people to think that you were at
2: 1.7? Oh no, I was just thinking that that would be back to that pizza incident again. If I 1.7. <laughs> oh, <doing 1>. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I go 1.7 and we're back to my dad's phone making a funny noise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we know that funny noise was eh, eh. Your mom. oh i
2: know it haunts me you know in fact i was at the grocery store the other day and heard that noise and i was like i know it's not my phone and i'm like i'm getting you know ptsd here somebody is low in this grocery store did did
0: it are you the kind of person did you say it out loud you're low or did you let it go
2: no i didn't say anything but i was i was looking around trying to see where where it was coming from
0: looking for who's looking for the candy aisle
1: <laughs> exactly
0: hustling for the gummy bears which by the I way know. may i may i just say something about gummy bears for a second i want to make sure, sure. i get the name right here um oh, let's see i'm uh in because this freaking spam call won't stop coming um what is the name of this company they're so good oh here it is Albanese gummy bears a l b a n e s e
2: oh I've never had them I should write them down though yeah,
0: you all want to be a sponsor let me know or even just send me <laughs> a bag of bears like um they're we we started using them we started eating them because my my son's girlfriend was like you guys should try these I don't know where that came from she just had a favorite gummy bear and I was like how could gummy bears be different like what am I talking about here right because you know when you think of gummy bears you think of the other brand right um the haribo or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. maybe people think of different ones anyway i eat this thing and it's a a life-changing experience as far as gummy bears go this is amazing so we started keeping them in a little dish and we started to learn that just a couple of them could really move arden's blood sugar a little bit when we need it to if she's 70 80 kind of thing and just went back a little bit but the problem is jenna and i'm being honest with you they're a little too good so Sometimes you eat them when your blood sugar is not low. You know what I mean? Or, or sometimes, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, or we some, all do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes your dad eats them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, there's my gummy bear uh, referral of the week. They're not a, they're not a sponsor, but if they were, I would be, I'd, I'd be so thrilled. <laughs> I would do an ad for gummy bears. No trouble whatsoever. I I could talk about them with a lot of love. Um <laughs> What other podcasts do you listen to?
2: I actually don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. I do audiobooks, but I'm actually not a big podcaster.
0: I just got the Audible the other day.
2: Oh, I love Audible!
0: Yeah, Arden needed it for school, and then it was over, and we still had it. And I thought I'm going to try an audiobook, so I downloaded one, and I've been listening it, and I enjoy it.
2: Um, yeah. I'm a big fan but I like to listen to I listen to your podcast or audiobooks like to and from work and you know I'm mm. making dinner doing you know it's easy to multitask and listen to content that's why your podcast has been so helpful for me
0: oh I'm glad did I get you to looping
2: you know I think I would say yes so I considered it and then I figured if that's what you were doing that's probably the tightest management or the best way to go so mm-hmm. I started in January, I guess a year and a half ago. So I've been looping for a year and a half because I thought building it seemed, you know, I was nervous about it. It just seemed like a daunting task, I guess. And it turned out it wasn't nearly as hard as I thought. So
0: I just rebuilt loop and I was even surprised that they've made it so easy now. Like you just kind of click a link and I
2: know I'm like, I could be wiring money to China. I don't know what I'm doing here, but (laughs) I just follow the steps and it, Shows up on my phone. You you know? Know, I love that
0: that's part. of it. you're in your head, you're like, someone <laughs> is probably stealing money from me, but I really need this algorithm click.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing on this computer, but this, the loop docs really make it pretty easy they to do. do. They do.
0: You really got me with, I might be wiring money to
2: China. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they don't ask your credit card number, so yeah. I knew that wasn't really the case, but I joke with everybody because people are like, you built an app. I mean, I'm not like the most computer savvy. I'm just like average, Right. And like, but really it's not that hard to do the and last is yeah, like
0: i said i just did it like a week ago and i was like wow this is so much easier now and it was just it was i mean with a good internet connection and a reasonably fast computer it doesn't even take very long like
2: yeah that's what i thought i sat aside yeah. like a whole entire day thought it was gonna be like this 10 hour thing and it's absolutely not it was yeah. pretty easy
0: yeah i have to admit i did that so jenna can we talk about that for a second because here's the thing you and i are recording in june and mm-hmm. no one's going to hear this till Christmas, but I need you to, um, keep your mouth shut when we get off of this recording. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Cause timing, you'll understand that a second. All right. And keep your mouth shut was a little harsh. I didn't mean it like
1: that. No, <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you.
0: Dummy up. Okay. So <laughs> dummy up. What is that from an old TV show? What am I thinking of?
1: It
2: might be a movie reference. I no, don't know.
0: It's Archie bonker. <laughs> It's okay. um, There's that's a show you've never seen. Um,
2: You've got, you're right. Yeah.
0: What was that? All in the Family. That's what, if he told people to shut up, he told them to dummy up. How do I even remember that? That show came out when I was born. It was literally out for seven months before I was born. And I know that, man. You people who have streaming services, you have no idea how lucky you are. I was 15 years old watching a 15 year old TV show like it was first run. You guys are out watching episode. 67 of season six of something that's amazing right now. Uh, Anyway, Arden used Omnipod five for a while Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: we used it for two reasons. I wanted to understand it. That was first and foremost. And I wanted to see if it was something I thought Arden could stick with because I wanted it to be, I wanted her to have a retail option. I didn't want there to be a Riley link in between the pod and and the algorithm, etc. And, um, We figured it out and I understand it now. I understand how it works. It's very real. It's reminiscent to the other retail stuff that's available. Um, Okay. But it, for, for me, what I, what what, I guess what it eventually taught me was that Omnipod five control IQ, they're not competitors with loop. Like to, to hold those two things up against each other is a mistake. OmniPod Five is not trying to be loop. Control IQ is not trying to be loop. Nothing's trying to be loop, honestly. The Medtronic version is not trying to be it. And so, where I found it lacking for us was in target blood sugar and the ability to address a rising blood sugar more aggressively. Those were really the two, okay. pro- the two I don't when you call them problems. It was just the two sticking points that I had. Now I'm watching people online use it. And they're loving it. It's going exactly the way I expected. Not everybody's going to listen to this podcast the way you did. Right. And those people deserve to have blood sugars that are reasonable too. And so Mm -hmm. if these people are seeing rises that are coming back in a couple of hours and not getting low, this is a significant improvement for them. And, and so I, I think, I think it's gonna catch on huge. And I think people are really gonna love it. It's only been out for a couple of months now that I'm talking about this. But for us, it it was um I don't know. We just wanted to go back to loop. So
2: yeah, loop has some good features too, like being able to set the overrides, like being able to set a time. I do that a lot at night. I'll set an override for I usually run at five. So for four 30 in the morning with a really high target. So essentially it shuts off my basil. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to actually wake up and do it. It's nice that it just does it on its own. You know, you can program it to do it on its own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's little, listen, it's do it yourself. It's, there's a lot of little mm -hmm. options that are great that, you know, didn't have to go through FDA approval and doesn't have to be printed in a manual and you don't have to train people on. And there's a lot of reasons why retail systems don't do some of that stuff. And they're all very legitimate reasons. Like I'm not telling you differently, I am seeing people online, you know, who are setting their range seventy to one eighty, and coming in range a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. you know, for someone who more recently had a three twenty blood sugar that then was a forty six hours later, it's an amazing improvement. For mo- it's going to be amazing improvement for most people using insulin. Um, oh, I think so too. Yeah, it, it's. I'm super excited about all of them. I can't wait to learn more about them. And you know, I I figured out ways to manipulate it a little bit, but it was. It was almost too smart. Like if you manipulated it in one way, it would manipulate you back. And you'd be like, oh, no, no. And you're like, oh, okay, well. (laughs) And and one of those things, I mean, is like if I made like a really good, what I would consider like a good aggressive bolus on like a heavy carb meal, something that held Arden in the 80s or 90s for hours after this meal, it was uh, like for hours, I was like, I am killing this. Except the algorithm was like, yo, our target's 110. And so, for every minute it was 90, it was trying to get her to 110, taking basil away. And then, when my gray bolus mm-hmm. left, there was a black hole where no basil existed. And then she'd head back up again. Now, it would see that, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't address it till 110. And then it was addressing it not aggressively enough to stop a 170.
1: OK, so even I if see. I
0: created a 90, I couldn't avoid the 170 later. I, it, I was either having it on one side or the other. If I would have made two, like, you know, if I would have made a less aggressive bolus and held her at like 120 after a meal, then I think it then the algorithm would have stayed in the game a little bit. But I was just like, I don't know, like it's I'm so accustomed to doing it the way we do it. But yeah, I, anyway, I wanted to have the experience. I had it. It's amazing. And um, and I know how to talk about it now. Um, But we did switch back.
2: So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that episode. Yeah. but yeah, I agree it's going to be a game changer for a lot of people cuz I know loop is a lot for a lot of people, you know, to try to even think about doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Like I was in a panic when I I you know, Arden's like I'm going to you know, you know, when are we going to switch back? We've been talking about it letting it go for a while and everything. And um and the other thing, too, I should mention here is that we still, Arden's having trouble with her hormones. Like, we're still speaking with doctors about getting her hormones balanced and everything. Like, her insulin needs might be heavier than most people's. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So who knows if if we don't figure out this kind of imbalance that she has, and maybe we can put it back on her again and give it another try, which I would absolutely do. Um, the system was terrific. It was easy to use and, um, it, you know, kind of carefree, actually. So um, anyway... Uh, oh, anyway, what she said was, is like, when are we going to do this? She got up one morning and she's like, hey, my pod's going to expire today. Today'd be a good time. But I have to leave at one o'clock to go to a graduation party. It was like 11 o'clock. And I I, I sent Kenny a, a, a message. Kenny from the Fox in the Loop. Oh, Fox in the Loop. Oh, my God, Jenna. Kenny from the Fox in the Loop. Loop, Help, Loop. Holy shit, Jenna. This is it. <laughs> Hold on. This is it. I'm going to start over. Kenny from the Fox in the Loop House episodes. What was happening just then? <laughs> anyway, he helped me. He's very nice. He sent me a little information that I needed. And I just pushed on. In like 90 minutes, we were running again. It was oh, that's easy. great. Yeah, it, it, it was not difficult. And um, I would tell you probably it was a new pod Plus, we were switching from one algorithm's idea to another. It probably took about six hours for the new algorithm to kind of find its, you know, its rhythm a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I, there's no losing here. The, things are so much better. And, uh, and options. Omnipod 5, Control IQ, Medtronic's new thing, I think, isn't quite out yet. Um, and, you know, if you want to go do-it-yourself loop. So I'm sorry I talk so much there, but...
2: Oh, no, you're good. But see, that's what I mean. My I first got diagnosed three years ago, I didn't even, you know, most of these algorithms weren't even out yet. I guess Loop was, but, you know, the really the diabetes market has changed significantly in the last few years. So I'm fortunate yeah. for that.
0: No kidding. I mean, look at you. You're wandering around with your 51A1C three years after diagnosis. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> Thanks. Oh,
0: yeah, you, you deserve it. So I, I'm sure a lot of hard work in there too, figuring things out um, like you said, you did a ton of reading in the beginning just to go running. Um, mm-hmm. and now you probably have a, a process you use with your algorithm to run. How do you do that?
2: I do. So what I do is I basically have a target glucose of 500, which essentially shuts it off. I guess you can also turn the pot off, but this just is just as easier for me to do. So I turn the, my basil off about 30 minutes before I go run in the morning. And then I, Turn it back, turn the basil back on about 15 minutes before I'm done running. Because, other you know, like you always say, you know, what you're doing now is for later. So, if I don't turn it back on before my run, then I end up going high after I'm done. Yeah. But that seems to work pretty well for me. It's different for me if I run after work. Running fasting really works so much easier. But if I exercise later in the day, I have to cut my basil out significantly earlier. 30 minutes doesn't work. So, I think in the morning I might be more insulin resistant. Mm-hmm.
0: So two questions. So running without any active insulin is easier.
2: Absolutely. Right. Yes.
0: And do you, when you cut your basil off for t- how long are you cutting it off for? Like how long are those runs?
2: So usually before work, I like on work days, I'm usually running about five miles. So less than an hour.
0: Okay. Like,
2: 45 minutes or so.
0: I was asking because if, I mean, if you're running for a long, long time, then having no basil is not a good answer because you could go into DKA easily.
2: Right. So I use a small amount of basil during long runs and I also bolus really tiny, like a quarter of what I normally would for the amount of carbs I'm consuming. So I do use insulin during Mm -hmm. those.
0: Yeah. I, not that, listen, not that I didn't think you were, but I just, it's felt important to say here that... For
2: people out there, yes. Yeah, that
0: you could have a what looks like great blood sugar, but if you don't have insulin, you could still go into DKA. So you could you could have a 95 blood sugar, be running for three hours without your basal on and still have uh, a medical emergency. So you that, do need... Don't,
1: don't do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Jenna's like, I didn't say that. No one said that. Stop it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to be clear. Um, okay. Well, what if I not asked you? Oh, I started leading into... So first of all, it sounds like you like this boy, Jenna, which is nice. And um, but you're thinking of kids, like for yourself, maybe not with him, but you, kids are something you want to do. Yes.
2: Okay. Hopefully. hopefully, thirty-five, but hopefully.
0: Are you, Are you starting to feel like this is it?
2: Oh, what do you mean by that? TikTok, like, age- like
0: time-wise,
1: yeah.
2: No, I mean I don't know. I think I still have some time. But mm. I, my friend is an OBGYN. And I was joking with her. I'm like, they're gonna love me when I'm like. In my late 30s with type 1 diabetes, saying I want to have a baby, you know, but <laughs> I have tight control. So I think it, that should be okay. How many
0: children do you imagine yourself with? One or two. Okay. They're a lot of trouble. Jenna. I'm not
2: going to lie. My brother has two little ones. So they're also a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, the little ones are great. They're
2: the, the ants that being an ant is the fun part, you know?
0: Yeah. It's not until the, um, not until they can think on their own and they cost a lot that it becomes really troublesome.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: start having their own theories about life, and you're like, oh, oh no! Like I'm tired. I'm old. Like you don't know this yet, but 15 years from now, you're going to be like, I don't want to hear your thoughts on this subject.
1: <laughs> 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 I have no, my I'm own. Sure.
0: Although it's great because they bring in, you know, they bring in another generation of ideas, and it is. I'm I'm joking half like like the part I mean is it's great to hear their thoughts and it's great to even try to learn more about the world through their eyes. But there's moments when they're making decisions and you're like, I, I think I'm right here. Like, I don't think they should be doing this You know? And so you, when they were little, you just sort of like turn them. You're like, look over here. And then when they're older, you're like, well, here's my opinion. I hope you consider it. And, and it takes that parenting thing and it turns it into something different.
1: That's Uh, true.
0: You have to keep adjusting with it. It's a lot like everything else in life. You're not done. If you really want to be involved, you're never done being flexible. Uh, (laughs) That's true. And and then the money's terrible. So you have kids, hope they're going to be nice blue collar people who go out and get a nice job that doesn't cost a college education because uh, they're really expensive. (laughs) It's terrible.
2: Oh, that is, I know. Are you paying for your school? crazy. So I have a tiny bit left on my student loans from PA school. My I was fortunate enough; my parents uh, paid for undergrad, but mm. I'm almost done. So next year I can be debt free.
0: Nice. How are you planning on paying nice. them back? What are you gonna do?
1: You got
2: oh well they 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 were nice. They gifted us our undergrad education. So I so once I finish my student loans for PA school, then I won't have any more. Mm. I won't owe anybody anything. No
0: big plan though, Jenna. Uh, help oh, to me.
2: celebrate paying them off? No, no, to
0: help your parents out, like kick oh. some, a little kickback, <laughs> oh. maybe? No?
2: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Oh, I give them medical advice all the time. So there you go. Charging
0: there. for your time, Jenna. That's pretty crappy, but <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> you know, they call me with their questions. Hi, so. mom.
0: Hold on a second. I'm just going to set the timer. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> oh, what's, no. What's your toe doing?
2: <laughs> I know, right?
0: How tough is that? Um, does everyone do that with you?
2: I I will say get it pretty regularly, but I have to you know most I, so I do adult cardiology. So my friends call me with you know their ch- kids rashes and this and that. And I'm like I got to remind you guys I do adult cardiology. I I don't know that much about kids. I don't want to give you advice on your kids rash. Yeah. But now now that my friends' parents are starting to hit the cardiac world. I've been we'll called hard-
0: Jenna. <laughs> what, where yeah, you- I
2: know exactly. Mom,
0: tell Jenna where it hurt. <laughs>
2: My dad is chest pain. Can you get him in tomorrow? So I do hear some of that, but that's all right. I try to help when I can.
0: Have you ever caught a problem?
2: You know, I guess I will say I had my mom's uh, friend take her husband to the ER recently, and that ended up being something that needed to go to the ER. So I I was glad for that.
0: Just talked to a friend of mine, got a bug bite and swelled up. He showed a picture to his daughter, who's a nurse. Like just texted her. She showed it to a doctor, who then said, "Your dad needs to go to the ER right now," and went to find out he had been bit uh, by a brown recluse spider in a part of the country oh my gosh. in a part of the country where they shouldn't be, which is great news for all of us. And um, he was like days away from losing his hand.
2: Wow, that's crazy. And
0: I think it. And I know the guy; he's headstrong. I think if his daughter wasn't a nurse. I don't know what would have happened to him, you know? Well,
2: my story is not as good as that, but I actually did catch one thing on Facebook, which I forgot about. So a girl I went to college with that I just like peripherally know and was Facebook friends with posted a picture of a quote spider bite, but it was clear cut bullseye rash for Lyme disease. And I did tell her, I like sent her a message on Facebook and I was like, I think you need to go see your doctor that looked like Lyme disease. And sure enough, you know, they ended up treating her and she was fine, but no doubt that's what her rash was. So Jen, but not I, as bad as a brown
1: recluse. Yeah, so. I just
0: had a thing where I wish I knew you last week. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in the lawn for a while fixing something. And then next day I had this little lump between my thumb and my forefinger on the top of my hand. I was like, and it was hard. And I was like, eh, something bit me. And then it started to itch really badly. And then another bump popped up like on a different finger. And then a third bump. And then a fourth bump. And then they were all itchy. And then the itching became systemic. And Jenna, I itched in places we're not going to talk about because we don't know that well, uh, where I definitely wasn't bit bit by anything or didn't touch anything with these bumps. Because once you get a bump on your hand, you know, you reach with the other hand. And so I had been I was very careful about all that. And maybe I kept being like, oh, something bit me. There's no way I'm not going to overpower this. I'm a reasonably healthy person. Well, five or six days later, I started getting tired in the afternoons out of nowhere. And I was like, what is happening? So between the itching, and I could tell it was systemic because I was having like a histamine response. Like it, like there were there were places on my body that if I didn't touch them, they were fine. But if I just brushed by them, they became incredibly itchy. And then if I itched them, there was like swelling no matter where it happened. And um, my wife's like, will you go to urgent care? And I was like, one more day. And I'm like using Flonase and like taking, I don't know, I don't know. Stuff medicine I thought was going to help. Who knows? But I just woke up one day and one of the lumps from the right hand was on the left hand. I'm like, I'm done. And so I, I went in and they hit me with a steroid pack and boo, that fixed everything.
2: Really that's cool. You sound like me one more day of my diabetes diagnosis. I was just like, put this off till tomorrow,
0: right? Yeah, I, I, I kind of told it because of that, because I think people feel badly, but it's it's in everyone's head. Like There was no reason for me to not go three days sooner when my wife's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Like, like, what's the point of this? You know, at this at this juncture, I'm like, it'll get better. It'll get better, and like, it wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. So
2: yeah, I cleared cleared up with the steroids. That's good.
0: Well, Jenna, can I tell you another part of the story? Sure. The pharmacist mistyped the directions on the steroids, so I took a lot of steroids in the first three days that I wasn't supposed to take. Apparently. And uh, really kicked the crap out of it. <laughs> but, but about two and a half days in, I, I took a hot shower. And I got out of the hot shower. And I was like, my chest is tight. And my neck is tight. And I was like, what is happening? And I cooled down. And I was OK. And then that made me think about the medication the next morning. And as I was putting them out on the table, getting ready to take three of these tablets in the morning, which I was supposed to be taking. I was supposed to be taking two in the morning and two at night. She had me taking three in the morning and three at night. And, um, and so by the way, a local pharmacy, it's, it's not, it's not anybody who's a, as a sponsor, nobody were. And, um, and so as I'm shaking them out on the table, I think I don't have enough to get through this script. And that's the only thing that stopped me didn't thought like, I'm taking too many of these. Then I went back and we straightened it all out and it, you know, it wasn't terrible, but, um, I think it did, it it, it did, um, explain the tightness of my, cause I like, like tightness across my neck and my shoulders. I think my my heart just started beating really quickly. And um, but I'll tell you what, it really kicked the hell out of those lumps.
2: The <laughs> rash was <is> gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: no problem. They were it wasn't even a rash. It was just bumps. They were weird. Bumps, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even see them. Uh, very strange. Anyway, Jenna, what have we not talked about that we should have so far?
2: I guess there's only one more thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. And I guess, so I always feel like low carb is polarizing amongst the diabetes community, but I do think in regards to exercise, it works really well because I always see people posting like, you know, we can't get through recess, can't get through gym class. And I think that's kind of the mentality that I've, you know, taken on, like, if I want to go, you know, not even just running, you know, if I want to go do, go for a walk at night, go do other, like, you know, exercise like if I, for example, if I run after work and I'll eat low carb lunch, which Mm -hmm. I think is extremely helpful because I don't have a whole bunch of insulin on board and I can usually get through a run versus if I eat like, you know, pizza for lunch or something that's going to take some corrections or like extended bolus or something like that. Yeah. But I always feel like, you know, I can't put myself in team low carb because I don't eat low carb all the time. You know, I eat pizza, sushi, burgers, I'll go out and do that kind of stuff. But if I know I'm planning to exercise later in the day, I think it's really helpful to do like I do like charcuterie boards or meat roll-up type thing, mm-hmm. uh, salad, those kinds of things. I do think it can be helpful in certain situations. So I think so. That,
0: I agree with you, and I think that the um, the mistake we're all making is is talking about like it's like you just you just made a great point, right? Like you can say, well, it's easier to like exercise if you're on a low carb lifestyle if you're using insulin, but what mm-hmm. you're really saying is. Is that I don't use as much insulin because I'm not battling as many carbs, and because of that I don't have as much active insulin when I'm outside trying to run. So exactly, you, you could you could probably, I mean, not that this is uh, apples to apples, but you could probably accomplish the same thing with more carbs if the with carb heavier food if it was just fewer of them if you were just using less. And and I'm not saying it would it's not easier with a low carb lifestyle. I mean, it obviously is. And I also think that Mm -hmm. the arguments you see online are seasonal. True. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I don't mean like winter, spring, summer, fall. I mean, eventually something I've been in this space a long time. Eventually something happens that gins people up and then people come out of the woodwork and scream and yell for a while. And then somebody comes out and tells me, don't tell me how to eat. And then they fight and then it's over. And then it lingers and then it's gone. Like I mm-hmm. have on my Facebook page, I have like keywords set up. So I know. So we know where trouble's about to pop up. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. And, okay. It, and
0: so, um, so we can kind of keep, keep track a little bit. And it you'd be amazed that you can go three, four weeks and the word low carb will come up 800 times a day. And then all of a sudden it stops for months.
2: Oh, that's interesting. And it's and it makes it's, sense though, I do agree with you. I go through periods of time where you see it a ton, you know, popping up on like my Facebook feed for the group or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you don't hear about it for a while.
0: Yeah, and I understand it. I've said this before and I, I steadfastly I stick to this. I think it's just people who have found something that works for them and they're trying desperately to share it with other people. It, yeah. they, they, they feel like they've found a secret. You're struggling for no reason they want to tell you. Now I've also seen people who listen to this podcast who would do the same thing. They said, "Look, I eat whatever I want and my A1C is in the 5s and it's cuz I learned this thing on this podcast about how to use insulin." The mistake we end up making is thinking that these things are mutually exclusive. Like you either right. have to eat a bunch of carbs and really know how to use insulin or you need to eat no carbs and use a low amount of insulin. Like why can't they all just be skills in a toolbox?
2: That's what I agree. I completely agree. because I just feel like low carb is a, a tool I use when I know I want to do something later in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, I, thanks to your podcast, I think I'm I'm pretty good at using insulin most of the time. I mean, I had a I, a terrible miss last weekend eating pho, but in general, I can bull us for like the same pizza place I get pizza from. I do a pretty decent job. But you know, if I'm going to go exercise later in the day, I know that is not the right lunch to go for. You yeah. know, they make
0: pizza in Oklahoma. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of pizza in Oklahoma.
0: Is it any good, Jenna? Be honest.
2: There are some good pizza places. Um, but I feel like Oklahoma is like lately everything is pizza, burgers, or tacos. Everything that pops up around here.
0: Mm-hmm. Austin just bleeding all over the South. I see what you're talking Pro- about.
2: Probably true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, you know, other things. I'm trying to find the girl's name um, as an example. So some girl with type one is on American Ninja something last night.
2: Yes. All right. I, saw, I didn't watch it, but I saw about that. You might
0: think that we landed on the moon again. <laughs> if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're in the diabetes space, you would think we just found a way to like, I don't know, get water to Mars or something like that. Like, it's going to be super easy. We're all going to leave the planet. It's going to be terrific. Uh, it This uh, girl like competed. did well. And she had diabetes or CGM was out on her arm. And I've, I'm looking at a hundred notes you have to have this person on the podcast and and I'm like, oh I mean one day maybe you know but I mm-hmm. what I ended up telling them was she's gonna get inundated by every diabetes like media outlet and I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that like because they're all just gonna ask her the same silly questions and who cares it's gonna be boring True. right her mm-hmm. what's her name here if she's hearing this now. Uh, six months later. Hey, six months later. Congratulations, Katie Boone. <laughs> is it Bone?
2: Bone, mm. I think, is what I saw this morning. Okay, all right.
0: all right. Well, Katie, great job. Very cool. If you want to come on now, that'd be amazing. But I don't, I don't want to hear her like I got diabetes, and it was really more of a blessing than a, like because she doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like people to have distance between their story and telling it.
2: Yeah, uh, you, that makes you know.
0: sense. Yeah, and so anyway, but that's not the point. The point is this happened, and now if you look at the diabetes space today, tomorrow, the next day, it's all going to be about this girl, mm-hmm. which cool, I'm good with. But it it's sort of just like the thing with the low carb. Like you you light the fire, and then people are focused on it, and then right. they, then they give up a little bit, and then it goes away, and then I you know I I one time misspoken a celiac episode. And you know, people online for days were like, "Scott, you said the wrong thing," and I'm like, "Okay, well, oh, we'll really?" <laughs> f- I'm like, "We'll fix it," you know, and um, and and but it's it becomes the most important thing in the world again because the, the celiac example; these people they know something I didn't know, and it, it was very simple. Like apparently, something like called like quiet celiac or something like that, where you're still you're getting the damage, but you don't have any of the symptoms. And I was talking to this guy who was really stressing out about his kid's celiac diagnosis. And I said, and he was talking about, he was very fixed on a cupcake, talking about a cupcake at a birthday party. And I finally said, I was like, how many birthday parties does this kid go to exactly? You know, and he's like, not many. And I'm like, well, just let her have a cupcake. And boy, people who understand silent celiac were like, no. i like, okay, like, like, tell me about it. We'll go back on. And we did, I had somebody on, we had a nice conversation about it. Like whole thing, it's, you know, how people learn. But it's not like, but that episode still gets downloaded all the time, but I don't hear about it anymore.
2: Okay. You know
0: what I mean? It's just interesting. It's interesting how things ebb and flow on social media.
2: That is true.
0: Yeah. But because I've seen, I, and I also believe that the low carb wars that I've seen online are not as as aggressive as I've seen them five years ago.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: So hopefully people just live and let live. and
2: Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. You know,
0: share your thing and, and let people pick. I love the podcast for that reason. I think there's a ton of different information in here. You can take whatever bit of it you want and use it and make your own thing. You know what I mean?
2: Oh yeah. I've learned so much from it. Your pro tip series. Definitely recommend that.
0: Jenna, do you want to say <laughs> something really nice to me? And you're just, you're embarrassed. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: No, it just helped me a lot because I feel like when I was first diagnosed, I was like kind of distraught and I couldn't even absorb what my endo was telling me. So, you know, she's great and she, I'm fortunate because she, I mean, she loves my low A1C. It's not like a lot of the things I read about online with these endos who aren't as supportive, but I just was like not mentally able to absorb what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So with this insulin so i feel like i learned a ton from the podcast i could you know listen to it you know once i was kind of ready to start trying to learn and manipulate things and you know
0: nice that's excellent.
2: <laughs> how long did it take
0: you to run the boston marathon?
2: so that was not a good marathon for me um i was poorly trained so that one took me three i think 359 or 358 something like that. But the one I, my fastest marathon ever is still the one that was 11 days after I got diagnosed with diabetes. I did that uh, 3.23, I think is what it was.
0: Wow. That's amazing. You know, if you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have known one way than the other what the number meant or didn't mean. You could have just been like 3.59. I would have been like, that's amazing. <laughs>
2: uh, well, it's, I mean, it's not a bad marathon time. It just wasn't, was not my best marathon. I was, you know, I had some issues my shoe cracked like it was crazy like the heel of my shoe the foam like really like cracked yeah it was like literally my right heel was like flapping around so that was obviously a distraction and make you curse by any
0: chance Jenna when that happened
2: oh I'm sure I did (laughs) I I was mad (laughs) I noticed it at mile 16 so I had a long ways to go still
0: I'm stalking you on Facebook now and you went to my nephew's college that he's at right now
2: Oh, did I really? Yeah,
0: don't say it out loud, but yeah, you did. Yeah, that's crazy. Nice. <laughs>
2: that's
0: really nice. Um, <laughs> do you have other marathons in your future?
2: Yeah, I, was thinking, I have nothing scheduled right now, but I, Philadelphia is the week before Thanksgiving. So I may try to get, do that one. That's the first one I ever did back in 2013. So I mm. thought maybe I'll return to it.
0: Yeah, that's nice. You go to Chickies and Pete's while you're here, too.
2: I could. Yeah, yeah I love the Philadelphia marathons pretty cool the first half goes downtown the second half's like out to mani and back but it's pretty nice you run along the water you do it's on like it's yeah basically it's on kelly drive i think if i remember correctly they like shut it down yeah so
0: that would be nice hey where do your parents flock to when it gets hot in oklahoma
2: so they have a beach house in the like very southern tip of delaware
0: like ocean city maryland yeah
2: uh, fenwick island okay yeah Right by
0: Rehoboth. Yeah. They so they're running from the heat, right? Or they want the water. Yeah.
2: Lucky them. I'm jealous. It was like 104 here last weekend and they're they were telling me it was like in the sixties there.
0: Is so. that is that manageable for like how does that change your diabetes? Does that impact like your basal and stuff? Or do you see the do you see the algorithm doing more work in the heat?
2: Yeah, it it does actually. So I have I'm like need more insulin when it's hot and I drop when it's cold, which I don't know if that's the same for everybody. Mm. Do you find out with Arden?
0: So Jenny, t- it's funny when I bring this up with Jenny, there's a defining diabetes or or a variables episode, excuse me, about temperature. And Jenny thinks about it like, interestingly, like she's like, if you go out in the cold, you shiver and that mm-hmm. burns energy. And I'm like, really? And she, and there's some people who say like, the, you get in the shower and you heat up and my blood sugar drops and people, some people say I get in the shower and I heat up, my blood sugar goes up. So obviously it's not very scientific. But I did see – I do see people having to readjust their basal during the summertime. Now, does that become – is it about hydration? Like do you get dehydrated and your insulin doesn't work as well? Or
2: I don't know. I don't know know either because I joke that like at Christmas I could just go stand outside in the cold after I eat all this junk and my blood sugar will go down, you know? Mm. But – Mine spikes every day if I take a hot shower, which I just consider using as my pre bolus for breakfast because, you know, my loop will ramp up my basil a little bit. Mm-hmm. So
0: That's interesting. So you jump to- in the shower, your blood sugar goes up, the loop gets aggressive, and then you're, you're ahead of breakfast a little bit.
2: Yeah. That's so I just eat breakfast right after that. How well does the loop do with that,
0: that, that shower spike? Where does it take, where does it hold you?
2: I mean, it doesn't usually spike me, like, too high, but, like, Probably 20 points, which I mean, loop mm-hmm. will react to that. But if, if I open the loop, that spike comes down on its own. I mean, I don't have time to mess with that every morning. I'm opening the loop, so it's fine. You know, I just yeah. basically pre bowls my breakfast or my coffee. But yeah, I do notice that every single day. So I think I'm really uh, sensitive to temperature.
0: What's your blood sugar target in loop?
2: 100. Oh, no, on loop, sorry. It's a. Uh, like, I think 86 to 98 or something like that. Oh, I Somewhere have one. In of that range. Arden
0: has one of those weird like, ones too. Look at you.
1: I like you. I see what it is. Yeah.
2: yeah, 86 to 96 actually is what it is now. I think it was 98, and I changed it a few weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arden's is right in that range too. Um you yeah. use an auto bolus or the other branch?
2: No, I use auto bolus.
0: Ivan's or Pete's?
2: You oh, know? now I don't know the answer to that. Is it what free am-
0: APS?
2: Wait. No, wait. not free APS. Okay.
0: Oh, is aps what I'm even thinking of? There are so many different names of different things.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I was just, that's why I was so nervous. I had to rebuild in February, and I was like literally dreading it, and then it was so easy. So mm-hmm. I don't want to discourage anybody from trying Loop, because it really is not that hard. It's just the idea behind it sounds stressful.
0: Yeah. No, this is it's very interesting. All right, Jenna, you were great. I I can't tell. Did you
2: have a good time? I did, I was going to say, hopefully, I talked enough for you. Oh, are so you I,
0: kidding? You were quiet. Okay, good. No, you were terrific. I just thought, um, like, there were times where I felt like you wanted to say stuff you didn't say. And then I was like, am I running her over? I couldn't figure it out. But you're in Fair your enough. 30s. You can fight for yourself. So I figured. Oh, no,
2: I don't think yeah. so. I, I think I got out everything I wanted to say.
0: Excellent. That's cool. So uh, you're happy with this?
2: I'm very happy. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks Excellent. for having me on.
0: No, are you kidding? It was terrific. I appreciate you wanting to do it. I'm flabbergasted that anybody wants to run anywhere so like i'm looking like there's still a picture up like uh, on a different monitor i'm still like looking at your stuff and it's just a photo of people crossing a finish line i was like oh my god what what happened to those people
2: Did they want to do
0: this and then i think the same thing in me like why don't i want to do this
2: oh you know you gotta like it because you know running is a time-consuming sport especially marathon training but it's probably that type A personality makes. First, I it was a bucket list item in 2013 when I ran Philly, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Well, if I could finish, I could probably get faster." And then I was like, "I could probably qualify for Boston," and so that's you it know went down builds. that rabbit hole. It so here, here we are. I've done five marathons with type one diabetes, so you do anything else? Doing like, doing
0: more. Do you do anything else that falls similarly into that category aside from running?
2: I mean, I go to like spin class sometimes, but not that often. Cause honestly I run with this group, so it's social. So I don't like to miss out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice. I, I got to show up every morning, you know, my friends are there. We we run from a Starbucks, we run and get coffee. So maybe I am crazy that I'm sitting there at Starbucks, you know, at like five forty five in the morning when I could be in bed, but uh, you know, it's fun.
0: No, I uh, listen. I'm mostly joking. I think it's amazing that you have a thing that you like. I love that you're setting goals and I think everyone should do that. I think physical activity is incredibly important Um, I think people are happier when they're active. I think that insulin works better when you're active. There are a number of reasons aside of diabetes that you'd want to be active like this. And there are a number of reasons with diabetes that you would want to. So um, now I think it's great. I just, listen, it's just one, it's just one person that sticks in my head that, you know, it's probably her thing more than it is about running. (laughs) But yeah,
2: I know the I know the type you're talking about. Yeah, definitely don't fall into that category. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop for uh, the recording, and I'm gonna tell you one more thing. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much.
2: Sure.
0: Yep. A huge thanks to Jenna for coming on the show today, and I'd also like to thank US Med and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox or call. to get your diabetes supplies the way we do from U.S. Med. And don't forget to check out touchedbytype1.org. Touched by Type 1 just invited me to come back and speak at their next event, and I said yes. You should check out their website and see when it is. Touchedbytype1.org. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. And don't forget to check out the private Facebook group,
1: Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes.